You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Woo! I was late. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, I was late. So what's on the docket today, Brandon? Uh, we have you oh, here. Yeah. We have me uh, here. I'm here. And Abby, buyer. Buyer extraordinaire. 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 Here. 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 Uh, our other buyer extraordinaire, Greg, is not here. What? Not here. No. No, just Abby extraordinaire. Yeah. Um, I am here. You are here, and you are um, neck deep in summer orders for next year. Yes. Uh, for those of you who may be unfamiliar, the outdoor industry buying cycle is a year in advance, or ordering cycle is a year in advance. So you have to place your what you think you're going to sell next summer, uh, this summer, and um, which isn't always easy. Greg, you did that for four or five years, something like that. Yeah. Um, quite a while and it's it's a it's a lot and then you bought for the whole store abby and greg are at least splitting things up um i can't remember what greg has and what you have abby because there was a plan at one point and then everybody then you guys like it's a little bit convoluted yeah (laughs) convoluted so you're writing orders but i just wanted to talk a little bit about what you were writing orders for because it's uh, it's hard and so this week you wrote orders for which brands um, I did hemlock hats, which we were out of, yeah, right. and this is why, cause they're trying to plan a year in advance on what to make. Right. And then yeah. COVID screwed everything up. So their manufacturing was out. So as soon as they get all these orders in, they're going to be like, okay, ramp up manufacturing for next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hats. Yes. I did hats, pencil, black diamond, leggy poles, um, leggy poles twice. Twice. Cause I, uh, yeah. Um, that was ordering some error. user errors. <laughs> you you came up today, Greg. Your your unfortunate incident with snowshoes. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you didn't order 130 pairs of snowshoes, did you? Well, 130 I did not. things of lakey poles. She ordered lakey poles. I tried to order poles. 20 lakey poles, and then they said you cannot order it that way. Order it a different way, and I said. Doesn't make sense, but I'll redo it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I and I was like, it's probably something similar to what happened with Greg, where he ordered it and he thought he was ordering one thing, but it was a different one. Only they caught it. Like yeah. he was like, hey, you can't do that. You got to do this other thing. Yeah, I thought I was ordering, writing down one <laughs> pair of snowshoes, and I was ordering one dozen pair of or something like that. Yeah. And I thought I ordered like 15 pairs of snowshoes and I got 130 pair. Yeah. I mean, everybody does that. I got yeah. like it's four, big deal. We got like four pallets or yeah. something yeah. ridiculous. I mean, I've, if they yeah. were MSR, we probably could have sold them. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Problem was it was like an experimental snowshoe that no one had heard about. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. so Petzl and Black Diamond real quick. Climbing yeah. companies, um, right now, we've got an order with Petzl that we're waiting on stuff. So um, we're that's why we're hoping that by this time next year, Petzl, BD, that the manufacturing has caught up to itself and we can... We're back in the game because they they haven't mentioned anything to you, have they, as far as next year's orders and having stuff or not having stuff? Uh, they haven't had any issues that they've brought up about supply chain um, issues with next year, but um, they are making everyone get those preseason orders in by the due date just because if you get it in after, they might not be able to they might not be able to like allocate all the gear for And this is your first full season ordering, but have they been flexible in the past, I guess, as far as like, Hey, this is the due date, like due date one. And then like due date two later, but they're saying this time, no, you have to, you have to have them in. Um, it's just like a brand to brand basis. Mm. Kind of depends on the situation. Like with, um, Nemo, we had to put that one in and we had to have it submitted like, on the due date and they were like you you guys need to go heavy because we need to make sure that we know how much we have to make and they're just having so many orders that they're like you have to do it by the due date or you're pretty much not getting anything wow yeah what about our friends hilleberg and and western who and i think greg buys those right Mm -hmm. but they didn't they don't have anything to send us this year no so hilleberg well, just industry-wide with tent poles, they had supply chain issues because of COVID. So they have all of like the soft parts of the tent that are ready to ship, but they don't have any poles. Mm. So that's just kind of at a standstill until like aluminum manufacturing is back on the regular. And with Western, they're people that they had sew the bags had to be taken away from sewing the bags to sew masks. For Western or for other companies? Um, just... I wonder. I have no... They weren't sewing bags, though. Nope. And I don't think Western was selling masks, but I I just don't remember seeing Like, half of their manufacturing went to making masks for COVID, so they stopped making bags, Hmm. and they got so backed up that now they're just... They have like everyone working one day and they'll be like, okay, we're making only summer lights and they do as many as they can that day and then ship it out to fill random areas where people were missing product. But they have so many people to ship out to that you probably, you like, you pretty much can't get it <laughs> right now. It's, it's pretty rough. <laughs> we have an employee who really wants a Hilleberg, really wants a Hilleberg. And I'm like, well, place your order, man, send it into them, see if they'll send you one. But mm-hmm doubtful yeah yep that's hard it's crazy yeah oh that's crazy um okay anything oh i do know we are bringing in something new next summer that we have never had in the store and uh it's a brand you will recognize but uh, we're bringing in some black diamond shoes oh yes yeah i was like what are you even talking about yeah I was like, I don't remember opening any accounts. <laughs> yeah. I was so confused. Yeah, but we never carried their footwear. Nope. So they have a line of approach shoes now, and they've been killing it, apparently, 
um, just like in the climbing industry and their like climbing shoes are personally not my favorite but their approach shoes are actually pretty sick and they have ones that are kind of more like a lifestyle chill vibe and I think those are the ones that we're going to bring in where you could wear it um, either on the trails or in town you can like fold down the back of it so you can wear like a slipper mm. super versatile shoe um, and then they have ones that are super technical and ready to go on like the Tetons or mm-hmm. Everest <laughs> maybe not Everest but yeah but you were bringing in, both both in um, just the chill ones. Just the chill ones this year. We'll see how they do, and we're hoping that they'll just, like, take off, and then we can bring more in. Yeah. Her. Black Diamond, brand we all know and love, and so I remember seeing their shoes last year at OR, and uh, they had a pretty big lineup. hmm There's a lot and to choose from. It's massive now. They have, like, probably 20 different shoe types. Wow. Well, now not and that's including their climbing shoes or um maybe yeah yeah they have two i think two different styles of climbing shoes and then the rest are like approach models yeah that's a lot mm-hmm. huh so we'll have that next year um yeah so you don't remember opening any new accounts right because we're well naked butter naked butter naked <laughs> butter yep get you some naked butter uh Although we are opening an account this winter, and so I'm wondering if you are if we're bringing in any Dekine Summer for next year. Um, that's one that I was kind of looking at. I had a meeting with him yesterday, and we kind of talked about the product. So we might we might bring in some board shorts or something. Yeah, I think we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think board shorts would do well in the store. I think we carried some swimsuit trunks before. But I don't remember Prana, maybe? Maybe, because we had Prana women's yeah. swim. Yeah, back when I was uh, buying, we brought in some cool... Um, K-U-H-L. K-U-H-L shorts and some Prana shorts. One Tr- time. Like swim trunks? Swim trunks, yeah. but I don't... I'm trying to think. I don't remember last year what what we had no we didn't I, have any or a couple years ago yeah yeah you think yeah we haven't had any probably. for a couple of years um so i think board shorts would do, i mean we sell sops or we did when that's another thing we don't have this <laughs> summer is stand-up paddle boards to sell yep so uh yeah i think greg said he wrote the nrs order which was which, again interesting because we have none of the order that we had we have no sops we I think we had two we sold them are we yeah. are we do we still have a fleet to rent yep yep we have a whole bunch to rent uh people want to try and buy them all the time but we're renting them yeah so we sold our hard shell glides that we were just going to keep sort of for staff use and extra and, and maybe if we were low on rentals we could rent and people they wanted to buy they paid full price for freaking two three-year-old hard shell stops wow. this early spring so it's like okay well we're gonna sell them then because everybody wants one so out the door. Yeah. Ordering ordering a year in advance. All right. So you're just going off of sort of our budget on what we have uh, spent in the past and then maybe kind of predicting a little bit of what we're going to make and stuff. But then outside of that, you've sort of divvied up like how much to spend per category. But how, how do you know like how much to bring in of certain items? You're just guessing? 
kind of. <laughs> uh, I wish I had like a shout more. out to Chase who who kept really good records. <laughs> I hope he's listening to this. If he is Chase, your data collection is the worst I've ever seen. It's all in his head. It's all in his head. Yeah, he yeah, had it all. It's it just is. up here. It's all yeah. up in his head. I'll yeah. I'll ask him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, here, here's this info." I'm like you couldn't. You didn't put that in to me at the beginning. <laughs> Too easy. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. I feel for him though. Back in the day when I was doing it, we switched. We switched. Um, retail programs a couple of times and like the data that we have yeah you lost program, it you lose it we yeah. lost mm-hmm. it or or uh things would change a little bit and we changed things up and and the data that we did have didn't really apply very well <clears throat> it's hard so a lot of times i would just make you know i'd look at the data a little bit but a lot of times i just had to kind of make the best judgment call i could based off of what i knew in my head and and then when i got chase and others starting to help help me buy years ago um they were like okay so what how do we do this and i was like well you just kind of abby asked that a lot give me your like, best what, give me numbers i'm <laughs> like uh <laughs> i created my own numbers <laughs> yeah <I'm> going off <laughs> it's pretty impressive she has budgets it's great that's great yeah it took a long time it took, yeah very long time you we went back and looked at it. and that and also because we did switch we switched our platforms, retail platforms. We went from Lightspeed to Shopify. It's some inside info. Really enjoy Shopify. But we and we kept Lightspeed for what six months almost to try and so we had some info. Well then we lost it. And so finally we were we'd been on Shopify for a full year in April. But you know it's it's only so much data. You you really want you really last, want to go back two or three years to look at all the data and see what. And last year was probably not the ideal year to have. It was a weird year. It was a weird year. We pro we we had a good year actually. Right. And that's. But what was selling versus what wasn't is uh, everything was selling. Everything was last selling. year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not a normal year. Uh, because everything was closed, movie theaters and everything else was closed everybody went outside and so every outdoor product that we had was selling mm-hmm. that's not normal and i imagine if the world kind of gets back to normal um we're not going to continue to sell everything like we did last year so that data is kind of hard to yeah we're we beat we beat last year in the first few months of 2021 and then we sort of leveled off now so June was leveled off. July is going to be leveled off, unfortunately. And, and part of the hard part of that is probably just not being able to get products in stock that we'd normally sell a ton of that are just out of stock. We can't can't mm-hmm. restock because those companies are out. So yeah, it hasn't been as bad as like last year when everything shut down. We couldn't get anything in, but now we're starting to get things in, but they're back ordered and they come like a month or two after. So we at least can kind of get things in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't envy the job. I mean, it's a tough job. And uh, Abby is often like frustrated because it's like uh, trying to plan without any da- data is not easy to yeah, do. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, and it's your first summer. So like, you know, Chase, if you're buying for a couple of years, you really do kind of have it in your head what you're thinking. Like, okay, yeah. well, we sold this much last year because he nailed skis and there's like no data probably listed for skis. But he- that was a. He did a great job ordering That's skis. Amazing. Um, yeah, and so, but apparel is tough, and and making some and shoes are t- there's so many shoes and 
And every year, of course, in the outdoor industry, and one of our best podcasts that we just put a blog up that lists us our top 10 podcasts, one of the most listened to is like, but you should buy less stuff. <laughs> um, and the outdoor industry is very contradictory in, in that fashion where every year they, they have new styles and new things and you got to buy more right. stuff. Yeah, they say protect the environment, buy less stuff. Oh, but we've got a new color out for this year that you should probably buy. Yeah, yeah, and that's some of the bigger brands. That's why we really like Hilleberg. We really like Western. They rarely change their styles, or you know, they don't just make a new tent to make a new tent. There's always a, or a new sleeping bag. It's always purpose driven. And if you buy one of those, you'll have it for years. Um, you know, dude, a Hilleberg's got to be a hand me down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I bet your I bet your kids will use your Nalo. Oh you know, yeah, you know what I mean. Like yep. that thing's gonna last twenty years. Yep. So, absolutely. Well, it's it's an investment. But. You know, do you remember Dana Design backpacks? Yep. From back in the day. So I I have some friends that have, um, like the behemoth, the biggest Dana Design packs from back in the day. Yeah. I have the new Mystery Ranch packs. So Dana Gleason, who started Dana Design, he's the one that also started Mystery Ranch later, after he had sold Dana. And uh, the packs that that he made, what was it, the Astroplane and the Terraplane were the big ones. We were backpacking in the Wind Rivers last summer. And what are, we, what, are they like 65, 70 liters? Like, yeah, 6,500, yeah. 7,000 cubic inches. Um, so that's, what is that, like 100 and, 110 liters? Oh, that's a big pack. Big yeah. packs. So we're backpacking in the Wind Rivers, and as I'm... As we're walking out, as we're hiking out, we see a couple people that we recognize. But first, before I recognize the person, I recognize the pack that they were wearing. I saw the packs like, oh, those Did are... Did you say, hey, nice pack? Uh, those are old school <laughs> Dana packs. And it sounds so creepy. <laughs> hey, hey nice pack. <laughs> Just got on your back there. It's a nice pack. Is that Dana Designs? It. This is just kind of... Um, you don't you know, do that, Abby? A view into I my say I don't. into my head <laughs> a little bit. But we're hiking down the trail. We're walking down the trail, and I see him off, I don't know, 50 yards down the trail. And I notice these packs, and they're just beautiful packs. I was like, oh, I think those are Dana packs. I notice packs because if it's not Osprey, you notice it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like pretty much everybody has an Osprey right. pack. You're like, oh, it's a different pack. I wonder what kind it is. Yeah. Oh. yeah. But I saw these packs, and they were huge. And they were beautiful, and they looked like they were in pristine condition. Hmm. And then I noticed who was carrying them, and they were friends of ours who we just happened to run into. Um, Tom Burton, who's one of the hmm. guys that's climbed Everest and yep. climbed it with Will, which is a friend of ours, and uh, is he and his wife and some some other friends that were up there. And I noticed their packs, and they were just beautiful. But I happen to know they've had those packs and used them extensively for like twenty years, and. Uh, they look beautiful. They were still in great condition, and probably they could probably give them to their kids. And their well, kids could probably Mystery give them Ranch to their makes kids. good stuff too. I mean, I think the new version of yeah. Game Designs is doing, is following well in the footsteps. Right. Yeah. So, so I have the T100, which is their biggest Mystery Ranch's biggest pack, and that thing's bomb proof. I think it'll last. I think I can hand it down to my kids, and hmm. I really love that type of gear. I don't necessarily want heavy gear. I want it to be lightweight, but yeah. Like Western Mountaineering sleeping bags, they're some of the lightest out there, but they are so durable compared mm-hmm. to everything else. They're just built to last. And same with Hilleberg. Hilleberg tents aren't the lightest out there, but for what they are, they're pretty darn light. Yeah. And yet, I'll hand 
I'll give mine to my kids and uh, yeah, they'll last for generations. So we're big believers in those brands. You pay more for them up front, but they last so long and they perform better and all that stuff. Environmentally, you're doing a better job with buying stuff like that than buying um, not necessarily any of their competitors in the outdoor industry. Most of the outdoor industry makes pretty good stuff, but some of those, some of their competitors will, will just make a new tent and make a new tent for I moved to zipper or whatever. I don't know. Right. Um, but definitely better than like the cheaper stuff you get at like big box stores and things. Yeah. Um, Abby, what's the hardest vendor you've had to um, purchase for or, or write an order for for next year? Probably because there's like just so many different SKUs or, um, or maybe it's just hard to predict what we're going to sell next year. You think of one now? <laughs> I, put, I put you on the spot big time. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the one that was like, "Oh my gosh, this one, this one sucks." It's gonna take me a few I days to figure I this order. For summer, it's not terrible because so far I've only done order placing for like two weeks. Before that, I was just looking at catalogs and going to shows. Yeah. So I've pretty much only done like footwear and climbing. Um, I think once I get to like Cascade Designs, they do like Thermarest and MSR and Platypus, all of those brands. It's like an umbrella company, but you order, you just do one order for everything. I think that's going to be quite a big project yeah. just because it's like three brands in one yeah. <laughs> and it's a pretty big order. I know Greg said he... He's like, I took a look at the Osprey order and was like, I'm going to need help yeah. with this. Like, there's so many. It's such a large order. It is. Yeah. Yeah, he did Mystery Ranch 2 last week, and he said it took him a very long time yeah. to do it. Yeah, Just because they had so many different sizes, so many different packs that you had to get. Yeah. Well, this is fun. I mean, that's I don't do the, the ordering. I've never done it. I, I'm, I'm fascinated by your job. I think it's hard. I used to write orders for grocery, which is an interesting, very, I mean, it's very fast turnaround. You know, you order it and you get it within the next day or two to fill the, fill the milk or whatever, to fill the bread. It's, it's fast orders. So to order something a year, to have to place orders a year in advance, just blows my mind. Like that's so much planning. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is, but also part of the hard like of like the difficulties of it is you don't know how to plan for it like you can look at reports and you can look at what brands are bringing in to see kind of what trends the industry is going to have but you don't know if like something's going to go out of style before you get it well and here's we've talked i think we talked about this on the show before the interesting thing is the industry will push um, uh, environmentally made products, which mm-hmm. is totally fair um, and good, I think, um, because they, I mean, it depends. We, we talked about Gore-Tex and how it's like, was it Gore-Tex or one of the, one of the ones where it was like get, getting worse because they're not using as good of stuff or whatever? Um, yeah, I mean, back in the day, there was a kind of an argument of, do you buy the jacket that's made of recycled materials or whatever, recycled yeah. stuff? that isn't as good and isn't going to last as long? Or do you buy the, you know, the high-end Gore-Tex, high-end Arc'teryx Gore-Tex jacket that you know will last 15 years yeah. of, of heavy use? Um, or do you buy the recycled one from 
brand B. Yeah. Well, the or my, should I say brand P? <laughs> <laughs> the brands push onto you, the buyers, um, all all the stuff that they're using that's recycled. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this. When shoppers come in the store, they never ask about recycled stuff. Right. It is like one of the last things they think about when they're making a purchase. Yeah. And, and it's at it's, least here in Utah. In, in Ogden, yeah. I mean, that's what that's mm-hmm. our experience. And I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's because they don't care about the environment. I just don't think that they. That's not what they're looking for in their apparel piece. Yeah, they may they not. Want it, may I don't, not I don't equate, understand. They may not equate the two. Like, yeah. protect the environment by the recycled jacket instead of the brand new Gore-Tex. I don't know that most of our consumers really think too much about that stuff. Now, you go to um, to Boulder, Colorado, or you go to some place in uh, Seattle or something like that. There may be people there that that pay more attention to that stuff but most utah people love the outdoors love the environment don't eat sleep and breathe well they're brand conscious they'll buy a patagonia jacket because it says patagonia they don't really i don't think they they, dissect between the two patagonia jackets which one's using recycled material more than the other you know they're just gonna like it's patagonia i'm buying this i know it's a good product right Um, and same thing with, so we carry all good brands. Rab uses some recycled stuff and OR does. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, unless we tell them, then they're like, oh, cool. Okay. But that is like the last thing that they consider. They, mm-hmm. they kind of go to the brand and the fit, the style, what's the function? Is this windproof, waterproof, w- warmth? You know, what does it do for me? Okay. Now does it look good? Okay. Oh, this, it's like the last thing like, oh, and this one is recycled. Okay, cool. But I just... I'm kind of, I'm, uh, I look at it as like, I'm surprised at how much the brands push that when the consumer, maybe the consumer on, like if you're filling out a thing, they're like, oh yeah, that's really important. Yeah. But when they're in the store actually shopping, I really don't think it's that important no. to the consumer. And that's, I think one thing that I appreciate about the position that I'm in because I try to focus a lot on sustainability and like reducing my own carbon footprint and things that I can do to kind of put a little bit less damage on the environment. And so I can kind of look at all the brands that we have and the products that they're um, having in their lineup. And I can kind of hear the story of like, oh, well, like Big Agnes is using solution dye now, so it's cleaner, it's better for the environment. And I know that when I'm buying that tent, Someone's going to come into our store and they won't give a crap. But I know that it's a cleaner. Right, right. Yeah. And the hard part, though, is when a customer, and this is this is on our sales staff, when a customer comes in and is like, well, why is this a $400 tent? Mm-hmm. I can get a cheaper one down the road and it's like, does the same thing, I can sleep in it. Like, you're like, yeah. Yeah, and then you go into talking about the dyes and you, you lose them. You know yeah, what I mean? You're right. like, yeah, I don't really care. I just need a tent to sleep in this weekend, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's hard, it's hard. It's a hard sell. Cause in order to educate somebody who's maybe a fast buyer, like come in, you know what I mean? It's like, I just need something and that's maybe that's not necessarily our consumer. I'm not sure, but yeah. it's an interesting thing, but, but yeah, you're right though. You as a buyer have the power to let the product or let the companies know what products you're most interested in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if there's two tents, 
one tent is more environmentally friendly and it costs 15 bucks more, but it is more environmentally friendly. And you buy that tent, you let the that company know that, hey, we'll pay a little bit more to make sure that we're not, we're doing less damage to the environment. Um, when the, when all this different, these different dye technologies came out, I remember one company told me that um, to dye products the normal way that they did, they, they showed me or they told me how much water it used, how much fresh water it used to, to do this dyeing process. And then they had this new dyeing process that used like 85% less water or something. And it was, wow. it was ridiculous yeah. how much water was used. Yeah. And it was in areas where, you know, the factories are in areas where there at the time wasn't a lot of clean water for people to drink, period. And yet they were using tons and tons of water for these dyeing processes and i thought huh that's that's interesting to me that's that's fascinating to learn about that there's a huge education gap too and so you know i think if we if we had like those call outs in the store as an outdoor shop you know that said like all those things but that's we'd either have to make it ourselves i mean because i don't they don't really supply some vendors do like i remember rice breaker was pretty good at giving you stuff like that but Otherwise, no, there's a giant educational gap yeah. from what we hear when we go to the shows and hear direct from the brand and and the amount of time we have to talk to a customer when they come in the store and they're just, I'm just browsing. I'm just looking. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking. <laughs> yeah. They don't want you to talk to them. So the graphics and stuff, that would be helpful. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Anyway, good job. Good luck. Thanks. We'll wrap this episode, <laughs> but that's a tough, a tough job that I'm always kind of fascinated by and i'm glad i don't do mm-hmm. it's fine <laughs> glad i don't do your job <laughs> so <laughs> yeah fair fair enough all right wrap us greg all right thanks for joining us for the podcast today um check out gear30.com that's g-e-a-r-t-h-i-r-t-y.com for the latest on outdoor gear we do have more gear in stock than we have in past episodes. Past episodes, we <laughs> talked about how yeah. it was hard to get get products in stock, and luckily some of these companies are, are starting to get products back. So, so we are starting to get products. So we do have um, some of our top sellers over the years have been like Helinox chairs. Yep. We, my wife and I, we own I don't know four different Helinox chairs, two for us and two for our kids, and we use them like three times a week, and now we we keep them on our back porch in the shade where we can sit in the that's evenings. That's funny, yeah. And then when we go to soccer games, we pack them up, and we take them to soccer games, and we go camping, we take them camping. Yeah. We go backpacking, we take the lightweight ones backpacking, and so we use them all the time. We have those back in stock now. Yep. And, and those are... And they go well, fast. They, so come, they do go fast. Come in the store, get them out. online. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we Chacos are selling really well. We yep. should ha- we have some still. I can't These believe how many Chacos more. we sell, by the way. Mm-hmm. We yeah. sell so many Chacos. Really? I, I, I don't, do people buy new Chacos every two years or something? Like, we sell so many Chacos. I think they're just getting popular and people... More and more people want them. ...will wear them for more than just, like, outdoor things. Yeah. I think they're just getting super trendy. And everyone's like, oh, like, those are six sandals that will, you know, be super supportive and get the job done and they're not going to fall apart on me. But. I just got an email from Mr. Ranch. It's our re- spring 2022 order confirmation. Exciting. Oh, oh. Speaking of, yeah. 
Yep, so um, lots of good stuff. So you can check out gear30.com, G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com for all that stuff. So thanks for Wait. joining us, and we'll see you on the next episode. Woo-hoo.